podcasting from Hartford, you're listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast, your place for all things Connecticut sports. And here is your host, Jared Cutler. Joe, I guess let's get started, you know, with your Connecticut connection here. You were raised in Staten Island. What attracted you to come play uh, football over at Southern Connecticut? great education program, so I wanted to study to be a teacher, um, and one of my friend's brother was uh, going to school and playing football for them also, so, you know, that was kind of uh, two of those connections that brought me there. Yeah, so, so once you get to Southern, you played all over the place there, uh, you know, from, from what, I've, what I've heard, you, you played every single position on the offensive line. What was that experience like for you getting to play, you know, really all up and down the line there? Well, it made me a little more versatile. And, you know, coming in as a freshman and, um, you know, they threw me the ball and said, uh, we want you to uh, be the center. And, you know, ended up, you know, getting a job and playing, uh, starting at center that whole year. Then moving me to tackle for two years. They wanted more... uh, more movement on the outside, yeah, they had told me, and yeah, they had developed some plays because you know I can run and uh, you know pull and get downfield, and well, also uh, then my senior year, they moved me into guard, and you know wanted me to be more of uh, one of those pulling guards and you know help our uh, running backs get some yards and be able to throw it downfield. So, so you you leave Southern with, without your degree, which you recently went back and finished up. What was your motivation for, for going back and finishing up that degree? Well, it's always been something that uh, I knew I wanted to go and get. Uh, you know, I have five kids, and you know, uh, proving to them that uh, you know, finish what you started, kind of type of thing, and a little inspiration for other people that are out there. Knowing that uh, I did switch majors and then, you know, turned around football kind of derailed me a little bit. And then when I was done with football, I, you know, uh, cancer derailed me even more. And, you know, kids and life. But, you know, I've been working with uh, Southern for a few years now, trying to get it done. And uh, with the help of a good friend, uh, Frank Lador there, we were able to make that happen. So, talk about your your the start of your football career. You know, from when you leave Southern, you end up playing over in Scotland with with NFL Europe at the time. What was that experience like for you uh, going overseas to play? Well, first to answer, started my football career. Well, I wasn't allowed to play when I was younger, so I had to wait till high school, and that was mom's rules. But uh, having a chance to play and fall in love with it, and have a chance to go to college and you know, I wasn't, uh, I didn't get a scholarship or anything. I was going for my education. I was studying to be a teacher. And football was that added bonus. And, you know, uh, and all of a sudden, he started getting a little better at it. I, you know, was having fun. And also uh, getting my degree. And uh, going into the NFL, you know, Southern's a small Division two school, playing in front of, like, in, you know, a bunch of small crowds. And then showing up at Green Bay and 
you know, uh, my heart pounding out of my chest and walking out of the tunnel there and just seeing green and yellow was just an amazing feeling. And then you, you go get out, you go out there, you get the first rattle out of the gate, and then you put it all aside, and you know it's back to work. And you know, for me, I had the opportunity to. You know, I was single and I was a young kid and needed that experience. Because uh, when NFL Europe was around, it was like a farm league for baseball. It was a developmental league and where you can go and get better. But, you know, baseball is a little different. Football and gets it closed down because guys are getting hurt. Teams are being obligated to pay them and whatever it was, the issues. And wasn't a big money league. But when I went out there, it was, for me, it was still, you know, starting up. Kurt Warner was out there at the same time I was out there. Uh, other guys before me, Marco Rivera, Leroy Glover, um, you know, some big names that um, came back and made it in the NFL from NFL Europe. So for me, you know, it gave me that opportunity to, you know, play against some uh, bigger names, uh, bigger guys, and prove, prove to people that, uh, what I got. And, uh, you know, I went in as an unknown guy, really. Coming here from uh, Green Bay, a non-drafted rookie free agent with a big fat zero bonus, and turned around and came out of NFL Europe as uh, one of the top offensive linemen, and you know very proud of that. Uh, hard work and dedication paid off, and you know we weren't a great team, but you know we had uh, we had a lot of fun out there. Ten weeks in Scotland, and basically like three months, and it was uh, it was a different area different people, but it was an experience of a lifetime and had the chance, opportunity to better myself as a football player. But the only problem was is that once I was done there, three weeks later, I was back in training camp with Green Bay. <laughs> so it was, uh, it was a tough two years of straight football, put it that way. But the year before, the year before, 97, we went to the Super Bowl. So even though I wasn't playing and starting, I was, uh, you know, uh, you know, backup player, but you're still practicing, you're still going through those motions, and you turn around and, you know, finish the Super Bowl three weeks later, I had to go down to training camp for NFL Europe, then finish that season, then three weeks later, I was back in training camp with the Packers, and, you know, so for me, it helped me get become a better player, gave me a better understanding. But once the 98 season with the Packers finished, you know, I had to take a good uh, good full month off of everything and just let my body uh, heal and relax. So so I'm curious, um, you know, I'd like to talk a bit about your time with the Patriots. But one thing you said just there that was interesting to me was, was playing in the, the Super Bowl there, you know, as a backup player with the Packers. And then some of your Super Bowl experiences with the Patriots, which which had to be quite different. What was it like, you know, going from the difference and being a backup player and not really playing in that Super Bowl to then really being someone that, uh, you know, seemed to be counted on in those Super Bowl games? Um, it was still exciting. Still exciting to be there, be a, be a part of the team. And, uh, you know, they just won in 96, so all the guys were excited to go back. And, you know, it was my first experience. But being able to go out there, I was I wasn't married yet. I had uh, my I flew my parents, my brothers, uh, all came out to San Diego and had a 
great time out there. Uh, you know, they're a part of uh, me. They're a part of who I am. So for them to come out there and experience that with me. Unfortunately, we did lose that one. But, you know, that was probably the biggest difference in experience, knowing that uh, being on the losing side is not as much fun. But that's where your season ends, ends and you got to move on. And, you know, we celebrated the season, you know, even after a loss. But uh, you get back to work. And for me, I was, uh, you know, right back into uh, pads with Scotland. But it was an experience of a lifetime to come. And then, you know, I like to say two great things Green Bay did for me was sign me as a rookie free agent. And then cut me in 2000 when some uh, guy named uh, Bill Belichick and Scott Pioli gave me a phone call and uh, signed me to a contract to come here to New England and help them out. And I was here three days, and he said, you're starting the next game at left guard. So I had to uh, hit the books. I remember getting picked up in the morning by Dante Skarnecchia at 5 a.m. to come in and go over to the playbook and under, get an understanding of it, but being able to do that and see, you know, uh, hard work and dedication that they put in and turn around and where, uh, you know, we were able to put it together a year later and go to the Super Bowl was, you know, a different feeling. You know, definitely in 2001, we were a bunch of nobodies. Who, you know, nobody knew uh, who the hell Tom Brady was. He was a backup quarterback of Michigan. So, he a guy taking a team to the Super Bowl in place of Drew Bledsoe. So, who would ever thought? What was it like playing uh, with Tom Brady during those early years of his career where he was really trying to find himself in the league? Uh, you know, what was it like being a part of that? And then... Uh, you know, juxtapose that to where you see him today, and, and is he still the same type of guy he was when he started? From you know, from your experience, yes, Tom. Uh, Yo, know, of course, his play and his wife has brought him to a new level. Uh, but overall, he's still genuine. Uh, you know, a lot of the tributes to his family, his parents, great people, his sisters. You know, abused him enough where I you know, brought him down to a level. But, you know, he's a great person, got a great personality. And, you know, I, I think a lot of it comes from his upbringing. But also knowing that, you know, he worked very hard to get to where he was, you know, as did I did. And, uh, you know, he was a six-round pick, which is uh, more or less like a free agent these days. So, you know, saying being in saying that, it's like, you know, you had to work twice as hard as a high draft pick to even prove people wrong and to show yourself a little bit. You know, and he was a backup quarterback in 2000. I don't think he ever suited up, but the whole offseason, seeing Tom working out, coming in the gym, pushing himself, uh, then also uh, watching extra film, film of, you know, guys that weren't even playing anymore. Joe Montana, um, you know, Terry Bradshaw, you know, watching old film to try and uh, pick up different, you know, 
tangibles or things that they did and, you know, learning from some of the best. And, you know, and he'll tell you first out, you know, even though he's been doing it for 20 years, he, you know, there's stuff that he can work on. And that's what makes him better. He's a competitor. He, you know, gets in that huddle and he's a team leader. And he knows that uh, to get in that huddle and to kind of, you know, portray that, onto the rest of the players is huge. Mm. On the I, on the other side uh, of another guy who's getting started, similar to you with the Patriots, was Coach Bill Belichick. What was it like playing for him, you know, coming into the organization? You know, what, what was his coaching style like? And what would you say were, were some of the biggest things you learned from him? Well, I was coming from a West Coast-style offense or a West Coast-style team where it was, uh, you know, big difference. Bill is old school and, you know, practices were, you know, were sometimes harder than other practices. But, you know, we had our two a days, which they don't even do anymore. And certain times where, you know, you got to strap on that helmet and get out there and be ready to go. And you don't get many opportunities in the NFL. You know, the true definition of NFL is not for long. So to be able to do that and uh, get out there and hear, you know, I got a second opportunity with the Patriots after I was released by the Packers. And uh, I was also coming off a of knee surgery, too. So I Patriots picked me up and, you know, threw me to the Bulls. And you know, I knew I had to uh, get out there and push myself. But, you know, Bill was, you know, he's more defensive-minded, but he... Is a great coach and a great person. He's going to tell you how it is. He's going to tell you like it is. And he'll be truthful. He's also a guy that, through the last 20 years, he uh, has developed a championship caliber, caliber team. And to go 20 years and still be doing it, you know, granted, you still got the same quarterback, which you know, uh, has been pretty good and him staying healthy and stuff. But overall, you turn around and he's like a financial planner. He diversifies his portfolio, which is the team. He is bringing in different guys, different positions, and understanding uh, certain guys with their versatility. So certain guys are more versatile than others. Get guys like uh, Russ Hochstein. Spent uh, seven years there, I think, eight years on the offensive line, and he can play any position in a pinch. So has a guy that, uh, you know, had to learn a playbook for every offensive line position, and even tight end on uh, tight end and fullback for a goal line. But he knew his role, and that was it, and he knew uh, how to do it. And, and, you know, they got the saying, they had patting out, like, do your job, and that's what's uh, that's what's taught, you know. Do your job. Don't talk about other players. Talk about yourself and understand that uh, nobody's perfect. To you know, be the best and do the best you can do. Yeah. So so going and moving on from the Patriots to what you're doing today. You, you talked about earlier, you know, uh, being a cancer survivor. Can you tell us about how that experience, you know, has kind of changed the path of your life and led you to the work you're doing now with your foundation? Well, the hard work and dedication that got me into the NFL, 
definitely helped me battle cancer. I was diagnosed in 2007. I was training to go play for my 11th year and had a stomach ache. And next thing I know, went to the doctor and got a phone call an hour later that they found a large mass in or around my colon. You need to take more tests a week later on a plane back to Boston. During my time uh, spent here in New England, I helped raise uh, over half a million dollars for brain cancer research in honor of a young boy who uh, battled. And, you know, here we are calling that doctor for my own help. And, you know, God works in funny ways sometimes. And what goes around comes around. But looking at that situation, then looking at um, we gave our house to somebody, a friend of ours that lost their house in a fire. And... You know, they moved out in April of 07, and I was diagnosed in May of 07. So, yeah, good thing it didn't sell. But, you know, being able to, uh, you know, do that for the 10 years, almost 20 years of college and high school, and turn around and uh, for myself, you know, I fought a hard battle. I was diagnosed with Burkitt's lymphoma, a very rare and aggressive form of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And it knocked me down. You know, here I was, a uh, 10-year NFL offensive lineman, and a month later I couldn't get out of bed because it was very aggressive. It doubled in size in 24 hours, and action had to be done fast, and I was inpatient for 50-plus days. You know, chemo was sometimes 5 to 10 days straight, and, you know, it was a, it was a tough battle. And you know, being able to do that and turn around and, get back on my feet a year later and understand where, you know, where I was going and what I was doing. It was, it was hard. And you don't see what, you see what chemo does to your body on the outside, your ball, you lose your hair and, you know, usually you look, look very sickly and stuff. And, but there's no talent on the inside. It messes with your inside a lot. Uh, I had a big battle of depression and anxiety so, for me, it uh, took me a good year to get back on my feet. And in May 2008, after talking to a, another cancer patient, uh, by me trying to inspire him a little bit, uh, my wife and I started up the Joe Andrews Foundation, which helps with financial assistance with your home and uh, bills while you're battling cancer. And it's truly the most rewarding thing that we could ever do to be able to walk into a hospital and get a hug from a complete stranger that we never met just for them to say thank you is uh, huge. Yeah, it's some some great work you're doing, Joe, and uh, glad to see that, that you're doing better now and, and healthy. So, Joe, thank you uh, so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Uh, you know, I hope everyone listening takes a chance to go take a look at the uh, Joe Andrews Foundation and, and learn more about the good work uh, Joe's doing. So, Joe, thanks so much uh, for your time today. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Anybody interested? JoeAndrewsFoundation.org. Absolutely. Joe, thank you so much. I appreciate the time and uh, hope everyone checks out the website and your events. Uh, thanks again. All right, man. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast with Jared Cutler. If you like the show and want to know more, check out the podcast on Twitter at CT Scoreboard Pod, the host at Jared Cutler, and find us on Facebook at the Connecticut Scoreboard Podcast. 
Finally, if you enjoy what you're listening to, rate and review us on iTunes. Thanks again for listening.